Hey, Peyton, hypothetical question. If you were looking for somewhere to take care of your balls this holiday season and not have them nicked up, how do you think you'd handle that? Well, I would definitely go to Manscaped because if you want to take care of your balls, then I highly recommend for you guys to get the Perfect Package 4.0. In this Perfect Package 4.0, it's a kit and it comes with these included. It comes with the Lawnmower 4.0, which is an all new skin safe electric trimmer. Comes with the LED light on there, uh, rechargeable batteries. Very good stuff if you wanna, you know, take care of the crown jewels down below. It also comes with a crop preserver, anti-chafing ball rodent, which I absolutely adore. With, also, it comes with crop reviver ball spray toner. You combine those two together, glorious. Not only to mention, it comes with a magic mat, or what they call a magic mat. It's basically just a disposable shaving mat that you can put under your feet. That way, once you're, you know, taking care of your business down low, and you just put it on the mat and you just throw it in the trash when you're done with it. And also, it comes with two free gifts. It comes with a travel bag so you can put, put all your stuff away pretty easily uh, if you're traveling. And not only to mention, it comes with the Manscaped boxers, anti-chafing boxers, not to mention. Josh, all this stuff is high-quality stuff. So you're telling me, hold on, you're telling me there is a product out there, the Lawnmower 4.0, that has an ergonomic feel to it with an LED light that also they throw in in this package a ball deodorant and a ball toner that makes your balls feel nice and toasty? Yes, you indeed heard that correct. And they went ahead and threw in a mat, so no clean or fast cleanup and no mess. Exactly. Peyton, not only if there was such a company out there, that had these wonderful products and if there was only such a code out there we get everything 20% off and free shipping worldwide well lucky news we have that here at manscape because if you go to manscape.com and when you're checking out make sure you use promo code ECB for 20% off and free worldwide shipping Welcome again to everybody to a bonus edition of the Everything College Basketball podcast. I alluded to it earlier in the group chat last night, but doing a special bonus edition has been um, kind of asked for, and we figured we'd put a spotlight on some hometown high school action that does have college basketball ties into it. So with me tonight are three of the starting five on the varsity team for the Edinburgh Lancers here in Indiana, currently ranked number two in the state in their class. With me, I have Riley Palmeter, Caleb Dewey, Travis Jones. Guys, welcome. I know it's can be a little intimidating. I know it's kind of from the norm, but glad to have you guys here with us tonight. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Good. So, with the college basketball tie-in, even so, um, before we get started, everybody kind of has their teams, right? So, we'll do a little college basketball talk on the front end of this. Riley, obviously, Indiana. Right. That's been your whole life on that. Just about. Just about. I admit, Caleb... Who do you rock with? Uh, Indiana mostly, but I also like Maryland. Mar- okay, hold on. Time out. <laughs> Where did Maryland come from? Well, uh, a couple years ago when they had Melo Trimble, yeah, I always he was always my favorite player, so I always kind of just followed them because of him. So that's like and, a throwback. So I haven't heard it's 
especially guys your age, because you're all younger. Like, are right. you any of you 18 yet? Are you right. eight? yeah, oh, we are. So you're 18 and you're 16. 16 so. Yeah. So, obviously, my generation before, Maryland back in 02 won the title. Um, really good. And a lot of people rocked, for whatever reason, in my generation, there'd be people that like schools off of the basketball shorts and the jerseys. Yeah. Maryland had some of the dopest uniforms. Mm-hmm. I remember being, obviously, in school when I got out there shortly after. Dude, you pull up to any gym and there'd be some dude rocking like the yellow Maryland shorts, old ones that would go down past the knees. Because they had the yellow ones, the black, red. They had the best combo. This is pre-before they went to Under Armour as well. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they were a Nike or Adidas school. Maryland, though, very interesting. Travis, you're Kentucky, right? Yeah. See, Travis is the only smart one of you three on this. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're transferred to an Indiana fan. He's slowly coming. Yeah. Oh, Travis is? He's slowly coming. Brother, you got to hold that line. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, don't. Hold that line. Obviously, tonight's show, as always, brought to you by Manscaped. The best and below the men uh, grooming products, manscaped.com. Use uh, promo code ECB for 20% off. Free shipping worldwide. So what we're here for tonight, like I said, we've got the number two ranked team in Class A basketball in the state with us tonight. Hopefully doing, basically we'll consider this maybe um, like a running documentary in a way of their journey as they make a step toward the state title. For those who don't know, Edinburgh, we've talked about over the years where we're located at. Edinburgh's a small town just south of Indianapolis. It's a basketball crazed town. It's one of those traditional small towns where everybody knows everybody for good and bad, trust me. There can be a lot of bad in that, but it's a lot of good too because when you have a team like this, because basketball has always been the sport, when you have a team like this, once they start building some buzz, the place gets crazy. It is one of those traditional, you'll see it in the movies, it's real life here where you know the older people are talking about it, can't wait to game days, they're living this out. And the fact that Edinburgh, in the last 10 years, the the stigmas changed because when I was in school, we'd have a good year every now and then, maybe win a sectional game, but it was always, I would go 6-14, and 14, or if we get 10 wins, that's good. If we could steal a sectional game, that's good. But in the last 10 years, things have changed. Sectional championships, okay, it's kind of be, not necessarily the norm, but it's more accepted now. Region, I was part of the team God, it's been nine years ago now as a coach. We've talked about it over the years, but I was part of that team when we went to semi-state, honestly should win a state title. But you guys are the first team since then to really create this buzz. You guys played. You're set here at 10-0. and 0. We'll get to all the stats and everything here in a minute, kind of place where you're at. But you don't become number two in the state because of you're playing easy teams or because you're back door, you know, backed your way into it. So I guess the first thing I want to talk to you guys about, knowing you guys all remember that 2012 run. Craziness, right? Every place we go, the gyms are packed. People are following us. I've got stories I'll tell you in a minute, too. It still gives me goosebumps going up to semi-state. But knowing you guys kind of got that that ceiling that you're trying to reach and you're in the same mold and you've got the best start in school history sitting here at 10-0 – is there pressure on that? Like, you will go around the table here. Is there pressure on Do you feel the pressure? Not as much as what you think, because I know we're just playing, really. I mean, the rankings are cool and stuff, but we just go game by game. We're just playing. I mean, it, it's a little bit there. I mean, once you start winning, it's more of an expectation. So, I mean, just keeping that up is a little bit of pressure, but I don't think it's as much as what people think. I mean, if you go back six years ago, we – or not six years ago, two years ago, we only won six games. Right. And last year we fell short in the first round of the uh, sectional. But 
this year it's kind of just flipped and I mean I don't feel pressure at all we're just playing I mean we're all friends off the court too so it's all it's like a brotherhood <clears throat> after Travis answers I'm going to go back to that because I, I see that on the court all right uh, they both kind of touched on how I feel. Um, there's not really much pressure to it, but I definitely feel like two years ago when we went six and eighteen, that kind of put a chip on my shoulder, on our shoulder as a team, just to kind of like you know I don't want to be like that's not a number you can want to be known as. So you know it's not pressure, but it's like it's a good feeling. It's like motivation. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. In, interesting on two aspects. The first one I'll talk about the chemistry aspect because. You can have a good team, but they're only going to go so far if your team's not connected. Um, and you talk about the chemistry, it's like a brotherhood. You can see that as a spectator on the floor and with the, the eye I have being in a coaching spot and all that. You guys can tell that you play for one another because we'll get to your stats here in a second, but you're in the top ten in state and scoring. Yeah. But you could have a game where you, you're not shooting well but everybody else is playing well, and you guys are yeah. still connected like you're scoring the ball. Yeah. You don't get that a lot. You don't get that. So is that something that you guys think that you had to work on, or is it something that just kind of came over time? I, th- I think it kind of just came over yeah. time. I mean, us three, we all lived like in walking distance. So growing up, we were always playing basketball together mm-hmm. and just stuff like that. I mean, in Braylon, he don't start, but he, he gets right good minutes, us. and he's, he lives with me. Right. So we're always all and together. On that, too, I do need to give a shout-out because, like I said, we've only got three of you. Um, we're going to have more, and hopefully we do more episodes, more people can join. But want to give a shout-out and help me. I don't have the roster in front of me. Obviously, Jarrett Turner is starting point guard. Um, help me with the, the big kid's name. Landon, Landon Burton. Burton. Landon Burton. And then some of your guys' role players because it can't just be five of you, right? right? right. You can't right. just be five. It comes down to great teams. So that story on that uh, 2012 title or semi-state team, obviously everybody knew the, the key players. New Kyle Weist, right, all-time leading scorer in the, in the school's history. Jordan Burton, a 1,000-point scorer. Um, I think he got close to 1,000 rebounds as well, too. Um, both go off to college. Corey Burton, all-time leading assist man. Everybody knew those kids. But what they didn't focus on or maybe not give as much love to that helped us every single day in practice was the seventh and eighth, ninth guys off the bench. Even some of those kids that would float JV and varsity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because without those kids battling, bringing it to you, even if, let, I'm trying to say this in a nice way, but the reality is it's, some of those kids obviously aren't as good as you guys individually. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be times in practice, I want to get into this because I want to share some stories. But like some of those kids, you know, like, all right, whatever. But they'll have a good day in practice where they push you, right? Yes. They're going to push you. They're going to hit shots. They're going to feel good because they're lighting up the varsity kid or the kid who's averaging this, this, and this. Yeah. And maybe talk a little shit to you, right? Okay. Or maybe yeah. the way – shoot, when I was in school, the way we did it, and, of course, we were never as good as you guys were. But our coach, we would do drills where we – if we are going to play Hauser, it was notorious pressing, right? And that was the Hauser state title teams. He would put eight to eight JV kids on the floor at a time. Yeah, so we're going against eight against five. He would tell them, you can do whatever you want to them. Right. Hit them, foul them, whatever, and we can't say nothing. So you'd have JV kids. They'd triple team you, <clears throat> pinch you, everything. And then, they'd, of course, they'd beat you in a drill and they'd talk shit, but it motivated you, yeah. right? I'm sure you guys got stories. You don't have to yeah. say any names or nothing like that. Yeah. But I'm sure you got stories, right, with JV kids or yeah. that kid that's like, oh, I'm lighting you up. It's got to motivate you, though, right? Yeah. I mean, right. that was me when I was a freshman, sophomore. I mean, I got some stories where I'd set to be talking trash, and then the 
big guys come put it on me, and that's I mean that's how you learn your lesson almost. That's right. Um, so you mentioned uh, two years ago, which would have been your freshman, your guys' sophomore year, you won six yeah. games, right? Yeah. Going back to – and I'm trying to – because you're your own team, but I do want to, for comparison's sakes, go back to that – 2012 state or semi-state team because that is the bar you guys are trying to reach right now. Right. Um, their freshman year, they end up going 12 and 12. They made it to the sectional final against Waldron. They also had experienced guys along the way, but they started the year off 0 and 3. They started off 1 and 5. Finally hit a little streak, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it doesn't matter where you start. Those are building blocks to get where you're at now, yeah. right? Because I think if you come out red hot, you maybe take it for granted now that you're starting 10 and 0. That's, I think that's what hurt us last year. Yeah, is we, yeah. peaked, we peaked at the wrong time. Right. And towards the end of the season, we played some not as good competition. And when we went into our section, was it, we, we just we weren't ready. Overlooked them, and yeah. we just weren't ready to play. Looking at last uh, – was it last? Oh, sorry. year before, Last year, yes. So, you guys did win 18 games last year. Yeah. yeah. Um, you started off red hot. But as you mentioned, you had some, you know, games down the stretch. No offense to Medora. They've been garbage – since I can remember. Um, you know, Crothersville's been up and down, but yeah. you're right, and then you, you finally play a good team again after it's been X number of weeks. Trinity Lutheran, you know, you're not ready for it. Good news on your guys' schedule, and I want to get to that here later. We'll save it. Here in about a month, we're playing the number one team in the state, yeah. North Davies. Yeah. I hope and pray that that stays a 1-2 matchup because I remember being on that staff for that 2012 team. Right before Christmas, we were set to play up in Purdue – against, um, oh, God, who, what was their names? They end up going to the state final that year. Let me look it up. Um, Rockville. 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 We played Rockville. And that was a top five matchup. And I remember walkthroughs that morning, like, holy shit. And it got changed here to Edinburgh because NCAA came out with a bunch of stupid rules. Uh, can't play in college gyms at the time. Stupid. Nobody ever said the NCAA was smart. But I remember the feeling as a coach and talking to the players, knowing that we had that gym packed out, and you know our gym. For people that's been around that know what we're talking about in Edinburgh or that don't know, it holds, what, 2,000? 2,080. 2068 or something like that. Yeah. 2080. And yeah. used to, for sectionals, because we used to host sectionals, they'd bring in bleachers, like the metal bleachers you'd find at, like, <clears throat> softball, baseball fields, yeah. and it'd be packed to capacity, and that place gets loud. Yeah. Edinburgh's my favorite gym I've ever played in. Yeah. The way the floor, the way it's like a sunk in, like old school style, the best floor, the most electric atmosphere when it's going. But that place was rocking. For you guys, setting this matchup against North Davies up coming up in a month, that place is going to resemble that a lot, right? It's going to feel like a state final game. Yeah. Right? right? And yeah. so we'll get into I know you guys got, you got 10 games before then, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Or whatever. We'll get into that. I do want to talk about that a little bit more, kind of look ahead at that matchup. But, again, it's all this stuff that you have generations of people in this town that had good teams but was one-class basketball, right? You hear it all the time, teams in the 80s. You hear them like, oh, this, I think it was like the 85 or 88 team. Boy, if there had been one class, we'd won state title. So, again, it's kind of that pressure where I think it's amazing where you guys aren't – you say you don't feel it. Because I know when I was playing as a coach – like I'd feel it, yeah. So it's pretty remarkable. You guys already have that that resolve about you where you're not like, eh, it is what it is. One game at a time. I think it's a lot of the modern style. Um, 
go into let's go real quick into kind of individual stats for you guys and i do have jared's stats in front of me because those are the only ones i had available to me thanks riley um <laughs> so we'll start with travis obviously senior um six four you're averaging 12 and a half a game two and a half assists 8.2 boards just shy of two steals and just under a block a game at six four you do have an offer standing right now from D3, correct? To tie back into college basketball. Correct. correct. Pronounce it for me. Madai. Madai, okay. And that's in Buffalo, right? Yeah, Buffalo, New York. How's that like how's that process going? Um, it's it's definitely new. It's interesting. Uh, Coach Hack, he is amazing. I love talking to him on the phone. He's a great guy. Um, it's definitely different though, you know, talking right. to a coach that's not Coach Witty. Right. Because that's all I've known for four years is Coach Witty, Coach Higdon. So it's definitely different talking to him. Um, but it's it's amazing, you know. It's it's a, you know the dream. You're living the dream, I guess. Right, and it doesn't matter. I think there used to be a stigma of well, if I'm not D1 or high E2, then what's it matter? But I think people are starting to realize now, dude. You can play anywhere. Right. You can play anywhere as long as you're playing at the next level in any sport. It's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get questions on recruiting here in a minute. So Riley, obviously six four senior. points a game, 2.2 assists, 3.6 rebounds, just over two steals a game, and 1.6 blocks. I mean, that translates. Your guys' defense, just under a block, you're at 1.6. Caleb's at 1.4. I'll get to his in a minute. How in the hell are you guys just be able to reject shots so much like that? Because it's, you know, if you can average a block a game, I think people don't value that as much as they should because it's not as easy as you always think. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I, it's hard to explain, but so a lot like sometimes for me, if I get beat going, like if I just get beat off the ball, I mean, I had the length to make up for that. Right. And then, I mean, I just played off the backboard, and that's all. I mean, trying to foul. So the the best thing as a I was taught as a player and as a coach is as a shot blocker is don't leap first, mm-hmm. right? Because as soon as you leap first, a smart player, if I'm playing against you, I'm shot faking, I'm going into you, and you're in a foul trouble. Right. Right? So it's remarkable as far as you guys' defense and everything. And you are committed to marrying for football. Yeah. Correct? Mm-hmm. Dude, football, basketball, doesn't matter. Congratulate. You just recently committed, correct? Yeah, just like two days ago, I think. Congratulations on that. And Thank Caleb, you. of course, averaging – you're 10th in the state in scoring right now, averaging 24.8 points a game, 3.7 assists, 7.2 boards, 2.5 seals, 1.4 blocks as a junior. Um those type of numbers right there are – it's crazy because you're doing it at a 1A level. If you were to do this, let's say you did this at Carmel, those are numbers right there that got you committed to Purdue. Yeah. I think too much is made of the 4A, 1A because talent's talent. AAU blends in. I want to yeah. talk about that as well. But how are you able to average just shy of 25 with still getting seven boards from the guard spot right now? Uh, I think it has a lot to do with like – not outside of school basketball like AAU and stuff like that like I've been to top 100 camps and top 250 and I've, I've played with the guys from Carmel Cathedral places like that I've played against them played with them I mean top 10 in the country I've played against them and playing at that level and playing against those guys when I come like school ball it just it makes it easier Right, and I think that's a big peak because there is a stigma um, it took me a minute to realize it too because I think when I was coming up AAU ball was all about 
I think I think especially like I said when I was coming up for a long time AAU ball was all about ah, it doesn't matter team stuff I'm just going out there to be highlighted and I, but I think there's a turn now and shift and correct me if I'm wrong because you guys have all played at AAU at some level I feel like there's a shift now that there still is that because the ultimate goal is to be seen by as many college recruiters as you can but I do feel like there is a more competitive side to AAU basketball now yeah definitely I mean of course guys they go out there and they're just trying to showcase what they can do but at the end of the day, you want to win, and you're going to do what you can to win, whether that's with your teammates helping you or whatever. I mean, that's just on that. So that's a, that was actually I was going to save it for later, but that's a good little segue into this. So again, back to that semi-state team in 2012. You had your guys at Kyle East. You had your guys like Jordan Burton who were going to college. They knew coming in their senior year that they were going. They just didn't know where at the time. Yeah. But you had your other guys like Corey Burton, Caleb Allen, et cetera, that had looks but didn't know exactly, you know, maybe I can make it. But what Coach Glintzer kept telling them is the further you go in state, right, Coach Glintzer and all of us would tell those guys, though, is that the more you win, the more eyeballs that are on you. We were talking about the, the gyms being packed, and that's true. So if you're not comfortable where you're at now, and that's no, no shade to anything else, but if you want more people to view your stuff, keep winning ballgames. You make a deep run in the state tournament, everybody's watching because there's fewer teams playing and more people are going to look like if Edinburgh's still unbeaten or got one loss, number one, number two, number three team in the state, of course eyeballs are going to be on you. So if you want to not only for yourself college recruits to come in, but also for your teammates, because that's the mark of a great player. You can do it yourself, but you got to bring everybody else with you, right? Coach Cal says it all the time. He talks to them one and done. He talks to the kid. They're about to make millions of dollars six months from the time that they step on the floor with him. We know you're a lottery pick, but bring these guys with you. He told John Wall that when he came in. So we know you're going to be number one pick. But bring Eric Bledsoe, bring Patrick Patterson, bring Daniel Orton, bring them with you. At the end of the year, Wall was number one. Five people in Kentucky went in the first round because Wall took the challenge, brought him with you. So I'm going to tell you, since you're as far as like the stat leader and all that, yeah. bring your people with you. You know you're going to get looks. You're getting looks. Bring everybody else with you, okay? And the only way you do that is by winning. Yep. Yep. Okay, so I think that's a great point um, to tie into the AAU st uh, stuff on that. We have a couple questions before we move on because I wanted to kind of get this. From, I posted on the Facebook group, the Everything College Basketball Facebook group, and we had a couple questions roll in. One from longtime follower of the podcast and the group, Brad Ickenroth, one of those guys from Kentucky I was telling you about from out of state. Never seen you guys a day in your life, but following you vicariously through all this. He wanted me to ask, and I think it's a good one, what are you guys doing individually and as a team that has changed in the last year during COVID times? Obviously, stuff changed with masks, I'm sure protocols. So kind of walk us through that. We don't know. Like, we have, we never had to deal with that. I mean, we never had to deal with that. So, I mean, I can start by saying, so when COVID first, okay, when it first hit before everything got shut down, we all went to go watch Indiana play in that Big Ten tournament that weekend, when, like when the NBA shut down, everything shut down. So then we come back, and we're all just playing basketball up front, and then eventually we all we end up staying out at Caleb's house, and then I, I COVID hits, and I said it for a month just because we just hang out, right? So like stuff like that, and we all just started hanging out more, and we all just did stuff together, and I think that's when we all 
really drew the ties up and we became like a brotherhood really yeah for sure I agree with that um Especially, you know, Riley going into quarantine. Like, when that first hit, I think you were, what, 5'10"? 5'11". Yeah, and he comes he comes out of quarantine. Listen, that's the end of our sophomore year. He comes out of quarantine going to junior. He shows up the first day of school junior year listed 6'4". So, quarantine did you a favor. Yeah. He drank milk. <laughs> I think Caleb's mom fed me right that morning. <laughs> so, we got her to thank for that. Yeah. Man. Maybe. But, uh, now, you know, things are, they're almost, I wouldn't say they're back to normal now. Yeah. But, you know, we're doing, we're back to things where, like, you know, as a team, we're, we're seeing each other every day. We're in the gym every day, you know, masks or not. That's what we're doing. So, like, I feel like that, the quarantine and the mask and everybody starting to bond off the court has kind of led, led to us holding each other to a higher standard on the court. I think that's a good point. Um, I still think it'd be – you guys are – you guys, the, the whole deal in the last two years, essentially, since COVID, all the athletes – remarkable because the the stuff you guys have to go through wearing masks and sanitizing and were there ever times that worried like i know last year you got a full season in um you know this year obviously again but with everything going on do you ever worry about what if something happens and this stuff's canceled oh definitely yeah yeah for sure you last year i think a couple times we'd play a team and then turn around and they'd be they'd be quarantined like the next day or two yeah Yeah. So, I mean, it's always something that you're thinking about, but in the end, you just got to, I mean, you got to think about playing. You can't worry about that as much as just winning and playing. And You can only control what you can that's, control. Yeah, that's so, exactly. that's all we like to think about. I mean, you try to keep your mind off that stuff. We know it's a totally possible chance, especially now with, like, the rise and all that stuff, but, I mean, we're trying our hardest just to stay away from it, try to just contain ourselves to just our friend group. I think that. I think that's remarkable. Again, I applaud you guys because – one, you know you've got something special brewing, and the the resolve and ability to understand that and do whatever you can to preserve not only yourself but the whole team unit is remarkable because, again, there's a lot of – it can be selfish at times. Yeah. Like, you've all – I think you all admit, because as a player, you all have selfish moments, yeah. Yeah. right? You're, you guys understand it, and I've watched you, and as a player, I understood – it's easy to be selfish at times. So, like, if, you know, Sailor Riley's hit three baskets in a row, he's feeling it, right? It's a heat check time. Oh, you're shooting it in my right. Right. It's a heat check time. Yeah. But conversely, like we are talking about with you, how remarkable it is you're averaging just shy of 25, but you still share the ball. It, it could be so easy for you to watch everybody else do everything and you not take a shot for a whole quarter, if need be, yeah. right? And how easy would it be for you to be like, all right, I'm getting mine the next trip, but take everybody else out of the flow of the offense. Mm-hmm. I think that's remarkable that you can keep your egos in check, and those are the teams that make deep runs. Yeah, And I think that goes back to our, I mean, our chemistry because we keep each other in check. I mean, if, if we take a stupid shot or we like a, make a dumb turnover, we'll get on to each other about it, but we know also they don't mean it in a bad way. They're trying to make yeah, us better, uh, and then yeah. it's next play, and then it's whatever. I love, right? See, I love that. I love that because, again, it could be easy to be taken up the wrong way. But since you guys have that connection with everybody, yeah. be like, what are you doing? Like, right? Like, yeah. why are you taking a shot? We were talking about this. So I'll go ahead and say it, and we'll get it out, and I'll let you guys discuss it. So Peyton and I discuss. we love this team. We think this team is legit a state title contender, obviously. But I think there's two things, and I want you guys to touch on it if you can. I think lack of depth. Because you guys go seven at least. Yeah. Yeah. Eight, sort of, right? We'll, we'll say eight deep. 
But after that, it gets a little sketchy, and that's no offense to anybody else. Yeah. It's just you have eight solid kids who can play, mm. right? right? So I think depth and also sometimes IQ. Okay. And if you have questions, I'll, I'll answer that, what I mean. But I forget what game it was. I think it was uh, Oldenburg you guys were playing. You're up big. You have a big quarter. They start to rally and come back. Late in the fourth, all you need to do is, I think you're still up eight or nine. They've hit a couple shots in a row. All you need to do is just bleed clock, lay up, free throw. If the three's there, okay. You don't need to be in a hurry. There's a couple possessions, some kids. It took some errant shots. They're not here. I would tell you if it's one of you guys. Yeah. I don't care. But it took some errant shots. I'm like, mm, you can get away with it this one. You can play North Davies. You can't get away with that. Yeah. So... It, it, good teams know that they're good, but they also know a potential weakness that they need to work on. So what would you guys think about that? Do you think the depth, IQ, or is there something else I'm not seeing? So the depth, I, under, I, I get that. I mean, I, I agree to an extent, but I feel like I feel like if we roll eight deep and we all say a foul triple, I feel like it shouldn't be an issue. If it is an issue, I mean, I think we have people off the bench, like right. especially floaters. Like I feel like Connor Ramey can step in on a backup He's point guard. He don't fall well. Freshman. Freshman, he's starting to play a little bit more now. Yeah. Over the he was kind of thrown to the fire. He yeah. just he played what Lutheran stepped he played in. Played Waynesville, White or North White and Lutheran, and he was that was his first three varsity games, and he was just kind of thrown to the fire. He'd been playing JV a freshman, um, point guard. Yeah, I agree. I thought he played well against North White. Um, I thought the Lutheran game early was a little too physical for him. Yeah. But the after he, I think he sat down and came back in the second time, he was a lot better. Right. Because there's yeah. a difference. You guys all know there's a learning curve. Oh, yeah. Did you guys all play varsity at some point your freshman year? Or he, they, I, these I two did. And then my sophomore year, because we had people quit, and I, I was not ready. But I was, So you guys all understand. I played yeah. my freshman year as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's different. Completely different oh, from yeah. eighth grade. Dead because of physicality, the speed. Right. Um, even if you think that you're better than a kid, you're still playing a junior, senior. It's been around, and they know stuff yeah. that you don't know how to play. Yeah. It's right. different. But yeah, I'm with you. I think Connor. I think he's gonna be an asset if he keeps going forward. For sure. Um, but what do you guys think though? Do you guys ever catch yourself sometimes? You talk about the accountability aspect. Do you ever catch yourself or other teammates sometimes? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, I mean, definitely. every team does that. Right. I mean, in the IQ thing. I mean, I know. I've done some stupid turnovers. We've done some stupid mm-hmm. things, but I think our our defense makes up for those lack of IQ moments, and I feel like that gives us a little bit of like lenience. But especially when we play good teams like Lutheran, I mean, I think in the third and fourth quarter, especially, we just cut out those stupid mistakes, yeah. and that really is what drove us back in the game. Yeah, you guys absolutely wore Lutheran down second half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you were down at halftime, if I recall. Six. And then second half. On that defense, that's more of you guys playing more like a pack line defense, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we switched to our, our zone. It was We were going to go in there, saggy man, make them shoot it, and then I guess, I mean, I they really, just they were just quick. They didn't shoot it. They just blew by us, and then we went zone. for We were, we just go zone, throw You went off. to 1-2-2, two, two, right? Yeah, and it stuck, yeah. yeah. So what's it like playing for Coach Withy? Uh, it's good. Um, I've been with him since my freshman year, so is Riley. Um, he's definitely a test. He's gonna test you. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna find out what you're made of early, because you know, like he, he said in an article, I think my sophomore year that he likes coaching hard-headed kids and kids that are gonna, you know, run through a brick wall if he says go. So he definitely likes to test you. He's gonna test you, but uh, at the end of the day, he will praise you too. He's not all hard and he's not all soft. He has, you know, he's a good, he's a great coach, honestly, if you ask me. And then he's, and if you get to know him, he's more of like a, like, I feel like my sophomore year and a lot of the, like the, like the seniors that didn't like that quit or whatever. I feel like they didn't really get to know him like that. But I feel like since we like, kind of grew up with him almost right. in a basketball sense, 
that he's more lenient. We could joke with him, mess with him, and yeah. stuff like that. Even though it might not show it on the court, but like when we're in the huddle, we crack a joke or two. Right, he's a personal guy. Caleb, the the yeah. stigma for your guys' generation is that you're soft. Not just you guys, yeah. but your whole generation. You're yeah, soft. Right. Yeah. You're quitters. You don't like being coach tough. You when something gets hard, you you're done. Right. Yeah. Correct. But it, you're telling me that Coach Witty rides your ass old school style. Oh yeah. But oh, you're ten yeah. and zero, and you're seeing improvements. Mm-hmm. So what's I guess what's that like as far as what clicked in your brain? Like all right, well this sucks, but he's right, and we're winning. I'll tell um, sophomore year. Sophomore year, yep. yeah. It's definitely it was tough that one uh, week. Yeah, it was a week. Where, I mean, it was it was like it was after what was it? It was after the Indian Creek game. Indian we Creek. got beat by fifty. Mm-hmm. It was like thirty to eighty six. <clears throat> I promise, we probably ran a total of eleven miles in we, two days. We didn't we didn't pick up a basketball. Yeah. We 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 picked up the heavy balls to do like rebounding drills. Right. That's all we did. And I mean, it was like it was yeah. a pure test. But at the end of the day, you know, it just made us better. Like, and that's all that he wanted. He just he it wasn't that. I think I think he didn't worry about his record about his reputation as much as he worried about us. Like he wanted to see us succeed, so he's gonna put us through what it takes to make and us. He knew it pay off, and that's when yeah. the, that's when the I mean the seniors quitting and it was left up left up to yeah. us. I mean that was yeah. us. That's all we had. Right. We had each other. So plus now we have a our the new assistant coach Higdon. He's real old school. Oh, he, he don't care, brother. Yeah. I know Higdon real yeah. well. He'll and tell since, you. Since yeah. he stepped in, it's we've had everything. But it was just the little things that we needed to work on, and that's all he focuses on. He don't care about. So we make jokes about him playing the beach basket. So. Yeah. Higdon, you guys don't realize how big of an asset to have Coach Higdon you oh, have. Yeah. yeah, we do. I was, up in, I was up in Franklin. I went to Franklin for a while, um, played up there in that system before transferred to Edinburgh my, at the end of my seventh grade year, and that's where I stayed. But I went through that system. He was uh, Coach Clark's right-hand man. Uh, Dave Clark, I think he's all-time wins leader at Franklin, or if not, he should be. He is there forever. Um, some sectionals, some regionals. I think they made semi-state back when it was cl- the end of the whole um, just one class. Um, and Higdon, I formed a bond with him there because I was a sixth and seventh grader coming into high school practices, open gyms, running. So I formed a bond with him. And then he went to was it Whiteland White- when yeah. I was coaching here at Edinburgh. Yeah. And then I coached against his son when I was at Morristown. His son coached the Indian Creek C team. Yeah. Higdon, you guys had one. To, I, when I found out he was coming here, I'm like, that changes a lot because yeah. he's a wealth of knowledge, and I hope you guys understand that oh, and yeah. use him a lot. He's, he's yeah. probably forgot more basketball knowledge than we know. Yeah, like, yeah. Every, yeah. Yeah. He's learned. honestly amazing. You know, coming in, Higdon, he was like known as like a big man's coach. Yeah. So, you know, my sophomore year, that's what I was. I was the big guy on the team. So I feel like, I don't know about these guys, but I feel like I made a personal connection with him. Like, I know Higdon is like, I don't want to say like a father because you know, I have, right. I have, but he's like like a godfather. Like, right, right. So he's amazing to have around. And the thing about him is, is he'll praise you when you do something good, amazing, good pass, you know, whatever. But if you do something wrong, he's gonna get in your face. So I wanted to ask you guys. So if you watch him, because you know he'll sometimes hop up off the bench oh, and be like, God, get over here, right? Yeah. But I look at Witty and Witty's. Kind of quiet and reserved. Yeah. Is yeah. he different practice? Is he a yeller yes. in practice? Yeah. Uh, it depends. So, you know, when we're doing good and we're rolling, you know, Whitty's, he's, he's Coach Whitty. You know, he's your best friend. He's laughing with your knuckles. 
But if we're not doing what we should be doing, like if we're off concentration or something, he's going to yank us. Witty, Witty will rip into you, but oh, yeah. And I promise, right after Witty does, he's gonna fall right after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He'll. I mean, you think you know he, when you did something wrong. You think you like you get the you get the point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Hig or Higden will really just drill it in you. <laughs> Are they as your coaching staff? And I gotta give a shout out to you because I went to school with them. Actually, coached both of them. Coach Burton, he's Bruno to me, right. and then Coach Bowman, Whitey to all of us that grew yeah. up with him and stuff. Um, smart basketball minds. I actually, oh, yeah. Whitey, when I was coaching eighth grade here at Edinburgh, um, Jordan, Coach Bowman, whatever, um, I actually gave him his first like real taste of coaching because I had him set in and help him in my eighth grade practices. Um, you guys have a wealth of knowledge there. Correct. So are they yes. on you about – one game at a time. You guys know how yes, good you are. Yes, you know yes. the challenges that lie ahead. Right. Right? You just drew Greenwood for the county tournament. But here in a couple days, we're recording on a Thursday night, January the 6th. This Saturday, the 8th, you guys travel to West Washington. And right. let's be honest, West Washington's not good. But right? it's a tough place to play. It's but it's a tough, tough place to play. play. Yeah. But in the mind, it's so easy to be like, ah, oh, well, we should handle business. We'll turn to Greenwood at home. Are they the type they are like one game at a time? Yes. One yeah. game at a time. I think today, uh, so we just found out who we drew or whatever, and mm-hmm. as soon as practice started, uh, Woody said, and we drew we drew Greenwood or whatever, but he said, we got a game coming up, one game at a time. We got to focus on West Washington. And like we just mentioned, he mentioned how it's a tough, play, tough place to play. They may not be the best team, but we still got to focus mm-hmm. in on that game. They've got two wins on the year. They're two and seven. They did beat two 3A schools in a tournament, though. They beat Salem and Benton Central. For what it's worth, how good are both those, I don't know. But it's life on the road. Yeah. And like to tie back into college basketball, you're a ranked team. You're number two in the state. You're going to somebody else's home floor, right? Purdue. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get everybody's best shot. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How do you weather that storm? When a team comes out, you know they're going to play good. You kind of go in ahead of time like, well, of course, we want to go strangle them and get them out of there early. But – are you going in expecting? All right, this is a home. We got a target on our back. If they go on a ten zero run, no big deal. Like, are, you guys seem like you're built for that. And um, I think for me, I think it ties back to what I said earlier. When I don't feel the pressure, I don't like in my head. I'm not like I don't think about us being number two. I just think about playing. So it's like when when they come out there and they I realize that oh okay here they come. Like Waldron, we look past Waldron. They put up a fight. They really did push us. And teams like that that. You kind of look past, but then they really challenge you, and it wakes you up and real makes you realize that yeah, you're top ranked in the. Do you guys state. think your holiday tournament you just came off of? Obviously, you win, you beat Lansville. They're not that good, but with North White and Indy Lutheran are good wins, yeah, real good wins. Um, you had to fight North White and you had to fight Indy Lutheran. Do you guys think those are good for you? Did you think you needed something like that instead of blowing everybody out? For sure, yes. for sure. And I um, think county tournament's going to be perfect for us to prepare for right. North Davies and the sectional. Correct. Because last year, like we touched on, we were, you know, we, we go into sectionals, we won a game by what? We won by 36, the very last game of the year. Brown County. Uh, Brown County. Yeah. So we were kind of, it was almost like we were just trotting. We were just, we were just rolling. And we, like, and we didn't play Trinity either, got snowed out. Right, Trinity got so snowed out. So we didn't play any We hadn't so played Trinity. What we do, we got Medora, Crowlersville. It was Medora, Crowlersville. <laughs> South Decatur. South Decatur, which South Decatur was a test. You know, go Came over there. Lane, Lane, Lane Lauder ball. And they're missing their be- one they of their They're missing Hunter Johnson, who's, almost, I think he's leading the state. He's, I was going to say, he's leading the state, 31-8. Yes, and I mean, so they were missing him. But, you know, we go over there, and that was a huge test for us because, you know, we just came off of two 30-plus point wins. Right. And in those games, I'm going to be completely honest with you, we get up, 
in the second corner, and then guys like me, Riley, we don't see, we do, we don't yeah, see the a, floor it's much. It's a JV game. I mean, the because, JV bench. You know, and that that's, goes with that's it, when yeah. you clear the guys. You get your varsity experience for your younger guys, and you know, so we don't see the floor much. So we're coming off of half games. Right. We go into South Decatur, and South Decatur brought it. Lane Lauderball, you know, he was averaging twenty eight. He he brought his game. You know, there was kids that on the scouting report were let them shoot. Well, they shot it and they hit it. That's what happens. That's you go the to way somebody else's court. Good teams work. That's America. the way it goes. How is your guys' scouting report? Because when I was in school, we got the day of games. Coach Todd would bring us papers, like packets. I don't know, four or five pages, depending. Sometimes more. He'd bring us packets of stuff that we'd go through the day of the game. Mm-hmm. What's your guys' scouting so report like? Ours is one paper, and it has the players listed with like Coach Whitty's description after watching film we go in so the day before a game so tomorrow for example after school we'll go straight to the film room we will get these papers and Woody will have oh 20 or so clips on each team and we'll watch the clips we'll talk about each player we'll talk about the plays that they run what they want we have like for example if Riley's guarding Hunter Johnson Riley will read about Hunter Johnson to the entire team so everybody okay. hears him read and, and then you and, and I was going to say they're super in depth like I mean as bad as it sounds I showed a one of these kids I know, and he actually goes to Center Grove, I showed him one of our scouting reports from the game, and he's like, dude, I wish we got this. Our coach just has their name, the points per game, and then he tells us something about them. I mean, we have one of the most in-depth scouting reports that I think a lot like. And even, even like, you're good. During practice, when, so they, Coach Whitty, he'll have the JV set up, like what the other team's going to run, mm-hmm. and we'll walk through it and how to defend it and just this and that. And then we did that as well. We did yeah. the whole JV, you know, somebody put a penny on and be like, oh, that's this player. That's Hunter Johnson. You got to, you know, Riley Gardening, whatever. Let's go through their motion. Let's go through yeah. their set. On you, um, again, I think it's remarkable because it goes back to the chemistry aspect and everybody talks about it that I talk about yeah. referring to you guys. You guys all know your roles. Mm-hmm. You guys all, you're three of the five main, we went over your stats. 24, you know, 12, 12, whatever. You guys all know your roles mm-hmm. really well. And there's no, we talked about the no selfishness. It's remarkable. So, you know, coming into a game, people are going to key in on you. Oh, I got to yeah. keep Dewey, get it out of his hands. Yeah. Double, uh, was it North White double teamed you early or was that Indy Lutheran? Uh, One of those games I've seen recently. Multiple teams. So they would, not necessarily triangle two, but they were trying to keep the ball out of your hands. Yeah. Going into a game knowing that you're going to be the number one person most teams key in on, what's kind of your mindset coming in? Like, am I trying to, obviously you're not going to force anything, but knowing that maybe I need to try to get us going early. So what, talk me through it. I I mean, I used, from the start of the game, knowing that, because I mean, Witty, he'll usually tell me, hey, they're going to double-team you. They're going to be on you. They're going to deny you this and that. And I, I mean, I take it just normally. You like your I, head yes, yeah, I'm go- I mean, I'm still going to play just how I normally play. And I'm not I'm not going to come out shooting the ball, this and that. But later on in the game, if we're struggling to score, that's when I'm going to take over. That's when I'm going to start yeah. driving, shooting, this and that. I didn't and think. Then, oh, go ahead. Sorry. And then when I do start to get to the basket, scoring this, that, that's when they're they're going to focus in more on me again, and, and that's when I'm going to get oh, these guys. Everybody, there. I'm glad you said that for you two, because we don't have anybody else here. I don't have Jarrett or nobody right. else. Yeah. So for you two, when you know that he's getting the roll, right? You're okay with it, right? All right yeah. Like, like you're like, oh shit, we'll go screen or we'll clear out, we'll just rebound and yeah. whatever, because you've got to know in the back of your mind, well. He gets rolling, or they're focused so much on him. Shit, we're open. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 
I think it's such a big thing, too. Peyton and I would talk about this, at least early on. We've not seen a team yet. North White tried it. Indy Lutheran tried it. Other teams have tried to speed you up and press you. You guys are unpressable right now. (laughs) You've got five kids, essentially, that can handle the ball. Such a huge thing. You're the four or five man most of the game, right? Most of the time, five, depending if Landon's out. Right? But you're a five who comes back against the press and brings the ball up. Right. You guys are unpressable. I don't think you guys understand how big of an asset that can be. Because mm-hmm. if teams can't speed you up and they can't turn you over, what can they do? They're just going to hope you miss in the half court or you do something stupid. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's these indie schools and northern schools like North White and Indy Lutheran both came trying to do it because historically, like, oh, Edinburgh and these smaller teams – you know, they're, they look a certain way. Oh, they can't handle the ball. We're going to get up and be more athletic than them. And I think you break them mentally. When you can't – when they can't turn you over in the full court, I think it, that's what happened to Indy Lutheran. They pressed you the whole game. It wasn't until when you guys had them down 10 there late, and I think they went to a, a diamond press, yeah. and you threw the ball away a couple times, right? Yeah. But when it's, a team presses you, do you guys just look like, all right, yeah, it yeah. is. It's kind of just like a okay. Well, it's a we practice this. Right, it's confidence. So, we we yeah. prepare for it, and we can practice. Like you said, you guys did. We put eight JV players out there, and we just throw the ball around mm-hmm. on them. Um, you mentioned on me being a five or a four coming back to get the ball. That's one of those things that in AAU I played a guard position, uh, just especially this past summer. We had a kid. I had a kid that was he was like six six. He was a big man. I played you know, point guard in a lot of our games. Um, but I try, like when I see a press, I try not to, you know, don't let your brain run. And what's don't get sped up. Like right. slow down, slow the game down. Don't and that's sped. something that I feel like, you know, as a team, we do pretty well. Right. Like even guys, like I, I got on Jared, uh, the Andy Luther game because, you know, we were going into a play and he just started panic dribbling. I was like, relax. Like, yeah, there's a guy right there, but relax. That's the best thing because, um, well, again, watching the Kentucky game the other night, Dante Allen hardly ever plays. He's a big time shooter, but people know that. If you watch him, his first thing, as soon as he catches the ball, no matter where he's at unless he's got a shot, the first thing he wants to do is put the ball on the deck. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to put the ball on the deck first? Yeah. Just slow down. Get your shit going. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to be okay. Right. Uh, it's, it's remarkable because you guys can't be pressed. I think you're shooting 34% from three. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys attack well. You guys are a hard matchup for a lot of teams. Like, uh, we're going to start winding this thing down. I got a couple more questions from the Facebook group I want to go over. But as we start to wind this episode down, in our West Washington on Saturday, let's just be real, unless you overlook them. I'm not, you don't have to say it because I'm not putting that position. I'll say it. Unless something happens, that's a dub. You're playing Greenwood. Um, do you guys know much about Greenwood? Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of the kids that go there and play. And then Caleb's played with a lot of them. Travis, I don't know if you know. Uh, he knows some. I know some of them, but I haven't played with them. But, yeah, so. So, so they're 6-4 and four on the year. You guys are the three-seeding tournament. Um, if everything plays out to chalk, it would be Center Grove and Franklin. Franklin in the first semifinal. You and Whiteland in the second. Whiteland's pretty good this year. Yeah. Whiteland's yeah. pretty good. I've seen them. Yeah. Coach Higdon has a, is a grandson or nephew. Yeah, Drew Higdon. Yeah. Drew Higdon. Starter. And their their coach, uh, uh, Nate Hagee, Nagy, whatever his name is, he was at Waldron for a while. He was at Hauser. I know him fairly well. Um, what's your guys' goal for the county? Obviously, win it, right? Mm-hmm. But at least, do you think you can at least you know get to the final matchup, Center Grove, see what happens? That's, that's, that's what we want. I mean, right. the 2012 team that was their loss, and that was it's a respectable loss, and that's right. what it is. I mean, it's a it's a great win and a good loss. That's right. how I look at it. it it's a big building block because we didn't lose again until 
Yeah, like a something or something. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look because we lost the Center Grove. You guys want you guys, and then I don't think we lost again to the semi state. Fourteen game. Yeah, yeah. So it was a good deal for us. We only lost those two times in the regular season. So it could be the same way. You just want that shot because it's the storylines built in, right? Yeah. The number one seed, the the giants of the county, Center Grove, you know, 3,000 kids in the school versus little bitty Edinburgh. And you're going to have the whole town behind you, mm-hmm. and it's going to be magical, and it's going to be freaking sweet. I was going to tell you real quick that story. That whole year, goosebumps, um, it was myself and Coach Gast. Uh, would always come out before it would come out after the players but right before JV coach Stanfield and coach Drew right mm-hmm. so we're up at the semis and the sectionals were sweet regionals were cool we were expected to win that semi-state we should have beat Lagodi but you guys know how big Southport's gym is and for people out of state and out of country look up Southport High School they're one of the top 10 biggest high school gyms in America um, and we came out and I'll never forget it man like the players ran out, and it's like this massive ovation because we were like 75% of the audience. Edinburgh traveled well. And it was like me and Justin walked out, Coach Gas walked out, and we had goosebumps on our arms because oh, it's yeah. like, Jesus Christ, like how the hell did Edinburgh get here? Mm-hmm. So that's on the, the path you guys are taking yourselves right now. Mm-hmm. I get it's the one game at a time. I understand that. But you also, I want to give you a picture of what to expect maybe as a goal to reach for. You guys start getting to that. You guys can get to semi-state. You ain't seen nothing yet until you see this town travel for that and experience firsthand. When you come out, you're just like, Jesus Christ. I remember that, leading them out. I was nervous because I took off running. Yes, and you were. I saw Lagodi's a bigger. They had a, they had a kid dressed up as a lion. Yeah. And I saw him. And, I mean, it was just like an almost it – it's, it's like a childhood thing, you know. You're scared of things that are dressed up. But as soon as I hit the court and I heard everybody scream – and I saw the line, I instantly, I was scared. I'm not going to lie to you. I was scared. I was little. But, I mean, I continued to run around. But I just remember it was so loud. Oh. I, would, I didn't know what to think. There was like, it's one of those old cliches you could have robbed Edinburgh easily that day because no, there, it, it felt like nobody was yeah. here, man. And it was the same way about the Center Grove game. We played Center Grove in the uh, county championship at Center Grove. And we dominated them as far as crowd-wise goes because they didn't cater. They didn't right. cater. But right. we did. Right. We did. And we were in it. We got jumped early. But then we, I think we won the last three quarters. We just went down early too much. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm telling you guys, you guys get that far like we all expect and hope. You know, That first round of regional is going to be the, it's gonna be our test because that's the Bar Reef, Lagodi, North Davis. And that's so, loaded. And that's going to yeah. be the – I think for us, that's going to be the state championship. We get past that. And I think we have a great shot at winning the goal. Yeah, and I think that is because, I mean, you got all down there, Barry, Lagodi, North Davies, Orleans, yep. always They're good. All in the same They're always good. Um, you guys don't know. You won't know, though. You might not get them in the first round of region no. if you get that far, though. No, it might have to get a play, you yeah. know, the Springs Valley, which yeah, would be sweet. And they're still Springs tough, Valley, too. Evansville Day, right. or, yeah, Evansville Day, Lanesville, Candleton. Yeah. And there's one more in Kennedy. Yeah, and most of them are bad except for Springs Valley. I was just yeah. looking at the other day. But I just again, it's something to look forward to. We're all excited about it. Do you know how many career points you got? You surely got to be getting close you to. Should be hitting a thousand in the county tournament. Nine forty-seven, something. Like I was gonna that. say you should be awfully close. Yeah. yeah. I would imagine, unless you know, one would think we set here next year. You're knocking on the door. If not, I already have the school record. Yeah. I would think. I don't care how many Kyle end up with. Fourteen, sixteen. Fourteen. It's up there in the gym. I look at it. Every okay. Day. So one would think that yeah you're gonna you're poised to take that down, but um, county coming up. Semi, let's talk real quick. It's a month away. One North Davies, 
to Edinburgh, at Edinburgh. You guys, it's a big weekend that weekend, too, because that night before, you're playing South Decatur. And then you got Shelbyville after that, right? Uh, no, no, Shelbyville's prior. Before that. Oh, yeah. We got, so, I think it's Trinity, South Decatur, and so, North Davies all in the same week. So let's run, down, let's run down your remaining schedule. Okay. This Saturday, the 8th, at West Washington. Next week is the county tournament, which could be, hopefully, Greenwood, probably Whiteland, and then Center Grove. Then a rematch with Southwestern, which is our biggest rival. Cambridge At Cambridge City, Lincoln, at Morristown, <coughs> Henryville, Crothersville, at Shelbyville, Medora. And then the end of the year is a good test at Trinity Lutheran. They, um, they're not bad. They're not bad. I've seen no, their schedule. Um, South Decatur, North Davies at Brown County. That weekend, though, the 18th and 19th of February, South Decatur, North Davies, back-to-back. You guys are going to get a huge test going into the state tournament. For sure. And that's, I think that's what we want. Last year we got the opposite. This year we – I mean, that's what we want. I mean, if – I mean, Lord forbid, if we take a loss that week, that's the good good time to get the loss out of the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you guys are doing things that, like I said, 10 and 0 start to the school or to the season, best start in school history. Um, you know, all you guys have got, you're committed to football. You guys got basketball scholarship offers. You got your starting point guard playing well. Just got to stay healthy, keep it going. I do have one final question, though, as far as the audience. Johnny Stroud, um, he was joking first. He said, how much credit do they give me for being a fellow Edinburghian? I've witnessed them. I've witnessed these boys play many – sorry. I've witnessed many of these boys grow up and play, and even my son played a few seasons with most of them. LL, seriously, though, how much pressure do they feel to bring a state title to our small town? I mean, this is, I think for us, all of us agree that – I mean, this is what we – people has been telling us since we were little that this is the group that's going to do it. Yeah. So – I mean, we want to live up to it and as much as everybody else wants us to. But I think for us, it's more proven to ourselves that we are one of the best teams in the, in the state in our class. And I don't think we're worried about taking on the sectional title yet as much as it is getting these small victories. Like Lutheran, I guess if you look back on the season, it's probably a small victory, but that was huge for us. It was a top ten win. Yeah, it's yeah. like county tournament. Huge for us. That was like the stamp to our start. Like you know, we start out nine and zero, but then you you can you know people yeah. will look. You know, everybody's gonna have find something to hand on. People will look and be like, oh, they didn't play. They don't play that schedule. Well, that's what your Sagarin ratings down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're two in the state, but in Sagarin in the class one A, you're like fourteenth because your strength of schedule ratings three something other. Yeah. That's not your fault. You got to beat so, who's ahead of you. Yeah, right. It's not so, your fault that these teams aren't good. Yeah. So that that Lutheran win was definitely like a you know we are who we. Who we say we are and who what, what everything shows, you know, like we are. That's we are a winning team. Do you guys feel like you guys got that ch- last couple things before we round this out? Do you guys think you've kind of developed that chip yet yeah. of come see about it? Yeah, like oh you don't think sure. you don't think oh, we're yeah. good. For oh sure. you think you're a top ten team? People come don't see like about it. it. People don't like yeah. it, but we got it. And then we, love we, it. We try to hide some people don't like it. We try to hide it a little bit just so you know. Don't. But I'm don't I don't. Mean, who cares? That's what I told. I think it was the Daily Journal or the Any Star. Yeah. I told them this, we got a chip on our shoulder. I mean, nobody Res- nobody looks forward to watching us play like out of sight of Edinburgh, or right. nobody watches us. Nobody right. wants to come. Make them come respectfully, and I say this <clears throat> from experience and just as a fan. Let them think whatever they want. Don't yeah. hide who yeah. you are. Yeah, right. If people think you're arrogant and cocky, oh well, you're winning games, and you guys know you're good. You're good kids, yeah. right? Yeah. 
You know what you do. Yeah. Don't worry about nobody else. Right. I like it. Personally, me, I like it. I like if I see you guys on the floor and you're making big plays and you're getting a little chippy and you're just like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Right? Dude, I love it. As long as you're like playing hard and winning, it's great. That's how we yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to see – nobody wants to see people talk shit and they're losing. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. But you guys are winning and playing hard and doing it the right way. Right. If you're a little cocky and you're a little – got a little swag to you and got a little chip on your shoulder, let it be. Like, come see about it. Right. I feel like we kind of like – just because of the lumps we took as young team, as a, like two years ago, you know, 6 and 18, we flipped it to 8 and 16. We're kind of like adapted to like a villain role. We're the bad Love guy. it. Play the and, villain. You know, somebody has to play the villain, so why not us? Nobody. Do you guys know in other, like, movies and wrestling and anything else, do you know what makes more money, the villain or the bad guy, or the good guy? Well, the heel or the baby face? I'm, I'm guessing the heel because you said the, that. The heel. Because if you had two baby faces going against each other and everybody's wanting to just cheer, nobody right. cares. Right. You've got to have a good versus evil, yeah. bad versus good, Somebody's dark good. versus white, however you want to chop it off, right? Right. Not like that. Not like <laughs> yeah. that. I didn't mean it like that. But you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. yeah. But be the bad guy if you have to be. Whatever you can do. So yeah. don't worry about nobody else what they say about that. But, hey, it's been fun. I really appreciate you. Like I said, hopefully um, we can carve out in a couple weeks. We'll keep this a running deal. Um, keep everybody, obviously, out of state and out of the country. Um, kind of in the loop. Yeah. I think this has been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we'll try to reconvene after the county tournament. Give it a little while and uh, follow your guys' steps to hopefully bring home a state title. That's that's the goal is hopefully you can bring home a state title and we can see from there. Um, I think my goals for you guys, just as a fan, um, and I think every, I can speak for everybody in ECB, you know, following you guys now is uh, obviously win the sectional, win the regional, go all the way to the state title, win or lose it, um, and then see a bunch of you guys become scholarship athletes. I yeah. think the ultimate goal is to see a bunch of you get to play college somewhere. Yeah, yeah right. For sure, for sure. And then you guys come back and announce your commitment on here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hey, it's been fun. Like I said, we'll reconvene here in a couple weeks and do another episode, kind of update everybody. But guys, thank you so much, uh, ECB. I appreciate you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this bonus episode with Edinburgh Lancers. We'll follow their journey the rest of the season. Until then, I'm Josh Burton. You guys have a good one.